0: Log Talk Radio.
1: It's time to
2: strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of us.
3: That we are so. Old.
0: Local Talk, part of the conservative conversation, and whether you're listening live or listening to the podcast, I certainly uh, welcome you on the show, and uh, if you came by the podcast, I definitely would appreciate if you share the link with everyone for tonight's show. I'm hoping to have our guest here tonight, uh, who's the founder of Gulag Found, Arlen Williams. Uh, He's going to be calling in through Skype, so hopefully we'll be able to... um, be able to call in we got uh, some message that some kind of skype callers aren't uh but i think that's a bye call in scott and I'm him so hopefully we will uh hear from him soon uh to be our guest this evening but until then what i'll do with my uh opening comments here uh hopefully we'll be able to hear them so the democrats of course i think at least and let's uh see what you think is that they're getting america closer uh, to becoming a fascist country They want to limit our travel And our access to commerce By the use of a vaccine passport um, The Democrats say they will Leave it to the private sector uh, But I don't know if we can believe them uh, Especially when we wonder What type of pressures uh, The government will bring to bear Upon The you know, the private sector And probably I think through the use Of the media and here's what I think they'll do is I think they'll say how, well, we think business – we're not going to tell businesses to do this, but I think they should do it. And then, of course, the media would get a hold of it. We all know that the so-called media is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. And so they'll get people to try to shame these businesses uh, and to try to pressuring them into you know, making them have to accept these uh, vaccine, uh, these vaccine passports in order to go in their stores or fly or travel or what have you. That's what I think um, uh, that, that, that they'll do. So they'll leave it up to the private sector, but they know, you know there's going to be pressure brought to bear. Um, now, of course, we know that Democrats also want to keep track of every American through contract, uh, contact tracing. And, of course, we already know they designate those who oppose their agenda as dangerous. I mean, right now, you, you may have heard about what's going on with Matt Gates? Now all the information isn't in. Um, it seems like to me at this point that it, we have the uh, Biden regime who may be using the Department of of Justice uh, to go after their political opponents. I mean, we know that Matt Gates is a strong supporter of President Trump, but you know they're still trying uh, to go after him and they're probably going to start going over after all the other 180 uh, representatives who opposed, you know, the election results uh, because of the fraud. And we got we have a, a couple callers. One may be our our guest here, uh, but we'll we'll see in a minute. I get my opening comments here, and I, that's what I think. I think that we might very well be seeing the beginnings of the Biden administration going after Trump supporters and those who oppose their agenda. And of course Matt Gates is a you know, very strong supporter of Trump. One of their you know their biggest opposition is Gates. You've seen how they went after Green. They're probably going to go after Jim Jordan next. So of course all the information's not out. You know, there there there's an investigation on whether we can trust these or not. You may or may not know the story. We'll talk more about that later. But as things stand now, my thoughts are, you know, they're trying to, get, you're trying to get the attention off of Cuomo and get it on to get, you know, Matt Gates. That's what I think. Um, and so let's hear what your thoughts are tonight uh, about that. And as you know, you know, we predicted this here on Bard's Logic. I said it, you know, a couple, few episodes. And I think it's begun where you're going to see the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, and, and I think some of and some of our law enforcement, not our, um, you know, police and you know, sheriffs and things of that nature, but I'll talk about our federal law officers, you know, the the ones that are under the Biden directly under the Biden regime. I think they're going to you know have people uh, doing that, being almost like. The, the Gestapo is what I warned a couple of weeks ago, and I think we're very well going to see that. Um, and also, you know, we know that President Trump, the American first president, uh, the Biden regime with its immigration, national security, uh, and economic policies will hurt America. Uh, now, we, I predict uh, that Biden-Harris regime will go down its history as one of the worst. Uh, being worse than Jimmy Carter, I think the election results, barring any cheating, will have the same results. Uh, the vitamin G even wants—I mean, they even want to raise the corporate tax, you know, higher than communist China's. Um, so of course, we you know ask people you know not only call, email, visit, if you can, your congressmen and senators, and tell them you oppose the passports. And, you know, the United States, we need to oppose this actually throughout the world. And this is something that might not only happen here. There's talk about these COVID passports happening all over the globe. I mean, that's going to be, frankly, I think world fascism, if you ask me. But let's hear what uh, your thoughts are. And um, I got a 715. Uh, this may be your guest. Originally, they are going to call in through Skype, but maybe calling in through another number. But. I'm going off on a limb here. Harlan, is that you on uh, Eric 715? Whoever that 715, your mic is open. Okay, perhaps I'll have to bring them in the green room, but let's go ahead and bring in Joseph. Joseph, uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: um i've seen better days i've seen better days so yes they're going after matt gates i honestly don't think it's uh going to stick uh to be quite frank with you um it's a witch hunt but it it'd be very hard to um prove what they're alleging i mean one thing is a sexual um harassment or inappropriately um Touching a female, another thing is uh, human trafficking. I mean, that's one gargantuan leap uh, and way too far-fetched. So I don't think that's going to stick. I think it's going to be a messy two years, a messy four years. Um, uh, Taxes are going to go up. You have that Uber driver that was murdered um, in Washington, D.C., and um, Mayor Bowser didn't even condemn uh, the perpetrators. Uh, you see homicides at an all-time high in New York and in other uh, blue uh, liberal cities. Uh, there was an article that came out the other day that said the three city, the three states that are thriving the most are South Dakota, uh, Utah, and Texas. And they're thriving because uh, they've completely... Uh, stripped away all the lockdown measures, and they have the lowest unemployment rates. They rank uh, Hawaii and California as having the highest unemployment uh, unemployment rates in the country. Uh, Hawaii was 9.6, and uh, California, I think, was 9.1. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's really bad. It's discouraging. Um, every time you put on the news, you want to cringe. Uh, but we have no choice. We we have to fight. Like I've been saying all along, if we don't fight, we'll lose our country. Um, and I think the Harris-Biden regime will go down as the worst regime in, in American history they'll be remembered as the first regime ever in American history because they are governing as Tol- uh, 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 like communists, like uh, uh, totalitarianism. Uh, it's really bad, uh, and it's going to get a lot worse until it gets better. And then to find out that in San Diego you have teachers who are volunteering to educate Uh, unaccompanied minors at the border (laughs) in the classrooms but they won't come back to educate American citizen children whose parents have been pleading for over a year to get back in the classrooms and in states that still have these draconian lockdown measures, they can throw you in jail for not wearing a mask but they won't throw you in jail for illegally crossing the border. That's how insane our country has become. And the malignant tumor is the left. I'm not politicizing it. It's a fact. There's only two sides at this point. Anyone who would say different, you must be really ignorant or you must have fell really hard on your head a couple of times when you were born. Simple. You have one side that wants to destroy – it's, it's clear. At first, they wanted to transform America, but now I realize that was just code. And I'm sorry, I'm going to bring up the, the Nazi analogy. Uh, in 1933, when Hitler became chancellor, he didn't exactly verbatim say what he was going to do to the Jews or what he had in mind to the European Jews, but he did speak in code language. You know, we need to make Germany great. Uh, we, need, we, we need to put Germany back in the forefront. We need to put the Germans first. And eventually, he didn't start hiding what he was saying or doing with his actions. And I finally realized, after analyzing everything, that they're not trying to transform America. They're trying to destroy America. Their actions speak for itself. So they're no better than the Nazis. And I think it's so hypocritical for them to have the nerve to equate Donald Trump or his supporters as Nazis when it's their actions that they're acting more like like the modern day Nazis.
0: That's a new projection. We know know that. Um, And we are going to get back to this. We do have Arlen on the line. Uh, So let's go ahead and bring in Arlen, uh, founder of Gulag Bound. I've had him on the show before. It's uh, great to have you back, uh, Arlen. How are you?
4: I am doing fine. How are you doing? I've been listening, and I appreciate your kind of setting the uh, context for what we're going to continue to talk about. Yeah, seriously, these are certainly
0: tumultuous times. I wonder sometimes if even the the people who, not a lot of them, unfortunately, but I wonder if there's actually people out there, who actually who voted for Biden, because they fell prey to all the hate uh, that was fed to them by the so-called media? Uh, that they're starting to look and say, "What in the hell is going on? What the hell did I vote for?"
4: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, there's 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 two narratives. You know, there's usually at least two competing narratives, and to, to make it overly simple, the the first one, the headline it says. We've got this terrible, terrible vaccine. I'm excuse me. Freudian <laughs> virus yeah, yeah. out there. We just can't get a handle on it. It's a worldwide problem, and it's killing hundreds of thousands, millions. Who knows how many it'll kill before long? It's mutating. We have to keep up with it with vaccines because vaccines are the solution. We know that because of polio. And that's what we have to do. And we have to sacrifice for the children everything that we possibly can to defeat this disease, come together as a world and get it done. And then the other the other narrative is, uh-oh, there's a rabbit hole. I don't know how deep it goes, but government is trying to control our lives, and things don't quite add up with the numbers that we're giving about this virus and the death rates and how come the flu is rate is minimal now there's like there's no flu in existence and nobody ever dies from the (laughs) flu anymore they all (laughs) die from yeah yeah what's going and meanwhile the overall deaths across the world from illness are just barely taking a blip upward in this last year so uh uh-oh i think we have something to worry about that's when you have to explore in an objective fashion without placing limits on how evil things could be because we know evil things happen. Look at the last century, and just explore what's going on. And that's what we try to do, isn't
0: it? Well, one of the things that, you know, and you mentioned that, in that email, I definitely want to get more, you know, to talk more about that on the email you sent out is that I do, I mean, I think that especially with these new uh, you know, and they're 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 downplaying it now. Maybe they, I I think they always put uh, a tester out there for the American people to see how we're going to react, um, and hope that we we act as uh, uh, compliant and complacent. Uh, but they're all you know so they're they're back uh, walk back walking a little bit on the you know the passport, but you know that's that's what they're talking about, and um, you know I see some people calling. It, I mean I don't know if I subscribe to the whole mark of the beast thing but i mean that's what they want to do i mean they want to have that that's how they want to control us is by this this passport and i do but i do find the connection interesting where you know the mark of the beast is supposed to be hey you can't buy anything without it you can't travel without it and that's pretty much what this passport could be
4: well sure well sure and meanwhile the rest of it all even beyond that has already been developed and it's being used in China, the social credit system. So that you're judged of what you can do in society by whether or not you pick up trash around your house or whether or not you complain about government to a neighbor that rats on you. And whether you go to work on time, whether you go to church or not, you know, that would be a, that would be a discredit. And, uh, and on and on and on whatever they want to make with it because software is very malleable and does what you tell it to do and so it's all there because that's where they want to go that was their original um release that came out a couple of days ago is that they could limit people's travel and their commerce by this uh criteria of the vaccine passport and Adding contract tracing probably to, to the mix, and that's what we were warning about a year ago a year ago, we started putting out articles oh look they 've been developing this they've even, even, even been trying to develop a little chip implant to to uh, tally these things that people could have under their skin and you know that, that got laughed at, but it was true because. Microsoft and a number of others that were developing it were advertising it in their, in their literature. So. Oh, wow. So I I guess, (laughs) yeah, that was out there too. I forgot the gentleman's name that wrote the article on it that we published in Gulag bound. There was another one who put it in life site news and that's in one of our global malevolence, uh, issues we we use paper.li and put out a uh, curation of articles every other day every two or three days something like this and uh, if you go to gulagbound.com you can click i just put the latest global malevolence out there and it's filled with items having to do with this vaccine and the and the virus and uh, we call it a, the intelligence briefing for what's going on in the world and in uh, the attack on our individual sovereignty under God and state and national sovereignty to protect that, which is what America was founded on. And and so, yeah, I just put in, out a new item. I could refer back to that email I sent. Maybe the best way to do this would be to look back a year ago and even more and just take it in a little bit of a chronological order. We could way go, go one way or another uh, from time to time, but I would have to say that when this originally came out, we were wondering, you know, did it come from bats? No, we didn't think so. Did it come from a lab? Sure enough, there's a lab in Wuhan where this mm-hmm. outbreak came out. And since then, we've learned that that lab, I'm skipping backward, actually, since we we learned that that lab was developed in conjunction with the NIH, Fauci and uh, Collins, Francis Collins, the head of the NIH and the NIAID, And they donated a bunch of money to it and worked technologically <laughs> to help it get started. Yeah, I mean, nothing that's in the record. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't 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 look at the facts because we, we don't want you to see them. It, and it gets to be there's a law. Uh, I refer to it in principle. Uh, a gentleman that I respect immensely, who's a Christian um, minister and and uh, societal activist, and frankly a prophet, named um, Johnny Enlow, has come up with it. I call it the uh, the law of 180 degree perversity in the media. So whenever they say something, and they're all saying it. Almost believe, almost believe for sure that it's a lie, and anything that they're trying to censor and discredit in a coordinated fashion is the truth, and so that's that's the rule that we can go by, and we actually should have been going by it, uh, you know, for the past decade or two, but they just haven't quite gotten quite as coordinated as they are now, where Fox even plays along uh, with the election results in Arizona, but that's another matter. Right, and. And, and so we had this lab, and the, I think one of three things or one of three or four things happened. Either it leaked, which is a kind of a convenient accident because of all this other stuff that happened in the mix that the Western world was so well prepared for to coordinate things so quickly in answer to, quote, unquote, answer to fighting the virus. And so it could have been leaked. It could have been issued by the Chinese. Would they really want to do that and kill off a whole bunch of other population? I, I've always thought that that was a little bit of a reach. Could be true. Or it could be a madman, of course, or, 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 you know, like the 12 monkeys in the, in the movie, a, a, a group of um, anarchists or something. Or, or it could have been the West that caused the leak to happen, whether China knew about it or not. And uh, I still think that's a very, very suspicious likelihood, uh, possibility anyway. And, And then so it started leaking, and China was well aware of it, prevented travel within their country, but encouraged travel all abroad. So they spread the disease, lied to the WHO, the World Health Organization, which is under their control, Led by a, uh, a communist out of uh, out of Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it spread. And meanwhile, when it spread, Fauci was out there saying, "Don't worry about it. This should be all under control. Don't worry. Don't restrict travel. Oops, Trump restricted travel. Right. Said, don't worry about a mask. You don't need to wear masks. Oh, it spread. It spread from Washington State through the through the um, Ship. It spread binkity bink in in Houston and Florida. We it, oh, and then it took really hardcore route in uh, New York City, and it went on and on and on. And some people were saying, you know what, I, this was like what February. Some people were saying, you know, I had symptoms like this in mm-hmm. November. I had symptoms like this in Mar- in November, and especially oh, yep. Hawaii, those symptoms earlier on and it's just kind of amazing how it all spread all at once and so now we've got this virus and lo and behold we find out these these facts about well there's a plan to fight these viruses there's a there's work on vaccines on a lower level to fight coronaviruses already i think it was pfizer could have been astrazeneca it could have been all of them for all we know that was going on. Um, the plan was going on for for contact tracing. There were always there were people discussing this. There, were, Fauci and Bill Gates had a year or two earlier said, "Oh, you know, in the Trump administration, we're going to see something like this happen."
3: Mm-hmm. And they were
4: they're were trying to rally the masses to get it all taken care of. And and why? Well, and then they started lying about the. Death rates, um, my friend Richard Wright and I who Richard is a scientist who have been friends from college, we were looking at the at the chart. It was in his local uh, illinois uh I think the newspaper, but it was also at the c d c where obviously these things, as we were told by Dr. Burke at the outset, these things take bell shaped curves, these disease, and they're usually over in about two months with a little tiny straggle after that. Well, come about April, the thing, the bell curve went down. The death rates were, were going down and down and down. And at that point in time, the CDC stopped publishing that chart. They said, oh, I'm sorry, we're, do- we're not doing this anymore because, anymore because it's irrelevant.
0: Hmm.
4: And, and uh, people were predicting, all sorts of kinds of people, uh, we're predicting that the thing which should be essentially over as a life-threatening uh, uh, pandemic at the end of April, and partly because of that curve, and partly because hydroxychloroquine, which Anthony Fauci was raving about in 2005 as something that's not only a curative, but also acts a bit like a vaccine. Sure enough, he was proven right because of the very light levels of, onset of, of uh, COVID-19 in Western Africa where, what, what, they use hydroxychloroquine as a prophylaxis and a treatment for malaria. Okay, so Fauci, yeah. you, you were right in 2005. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. We have to nix the whole idea of using that silly hydroxychloroquine idea because well, it's dangerous it's it's sold over the counter in Western Africa. It might be tougher to, you know, to get extra strength Tylenol than that. It, it's at that level. Wow. And so so we had to ridicule everybody that was talking about hydroxychloroquine, especially Trump. He said it. The press went ballistic because they were told to ostensibly. Wow. And so that had to be um, nixed. And there were, there was a French phys- French uh, expert, maybe the leading expert in, in, in immunocommunicable immuno, diseases. Immunology.
0: Immunology.
4: Yeah. And, and and he was swearing by hydroxychloroquine. He had massive amounts of, of uh, studies on its effectiveness. He just was kind-hearted enough not to do a clinical study that would put people at risk because they were not going to take it. You know, in a double-blind study... The, even even the people that, pre, that give the pills to the patients don't even know whether it's a sugar pill or whether it's the medicine. Right. And why subject the the why kill off the people that uh, half the people that you're you're taking a study with. And so eventually this this hydroxychloroquine got further research. Dr Zelenko in New York was using it. He said, "Here's what it really does: the hydroxychloroquine loosens the." you might say, or targets the use of zinc to kill the virus, especially in the lungs, which is the way that people die when they have COVID-19. And, and he said for the and, – and this is kind of a mumbo-jumbo scientific set of stuff that we don't even need to know about. It's complex. But lo and behold, an antibiotic, of all things, boosts it along. And, you know, he was using Zithril. So that was called the Zelenko Protocol. And that among another uh, three or four early treatments um, were totally nixed. You couldn't do that. That was utterly wrong. And meanwhile, we had started to have nurses in New York City in tears telling their, their, their friends and neighbors, go online, tell people about this, even doing videos saying they're killing people in the hospitals. They're not allowing them to have any treatment whatsoever until they get really 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 sick they're not allowed to visit with their friends and relatives They put in isolation until they get really sick and then they're put in uh iso- further isolation and put on a ventilator we get because we couldn't give them oxygen because that would spread the disease so we put them on this ventilator and we turned up the pressure wow. on the on those inflamed lung tissues and that, that was killing people and so we have that murder level going along, and then, of course, in New York and in four other Democrat governed states, they put the patients into nursing homes. They they put carriers into nursing homes. Why would you do that? You might do I've that got if my you were a on that one, but right. If you were if you were totally viciously determined to kill people because you liked it you might do that. Or if you just didn't care, didn't bother your conscience, you might do that to boost the numbers. Why boost the numbers? I don't know, except that you want to make the disease something that's really, really scary because fear controls people. And at the same time, they were adding to the death rates anybody that could be tested by a faulty test that was producing way too many false positives as having the virus, as the virus being the cause of the death. So if you got into a motorcycle accident, broke your neck, they could produce a test on you that said you had the virus, that means you died of COVID-19. And those people, those hospitals, that some of us know this already back and forth, but the hospitals all would get paid more if they could say the death was due to COVID-19. So why would they want to boost the numbers, and at the same time hold hold off any treatment because they would want to, well you know the rabbit hole, rabbit tunnel gets deeper and deeper because they want to kill people <laughs> off because they well, want the that, vaccine. I'm trying kind
0: of think that I mean I think I think they believe that the elderly and people with uh, you know pre-existing conditions or comorbidities uh, they're they're a drain on the on the system and. I just think that since you want to have a single-payer system anyway, the less people want it, uh, using those resources, the better. That's my theory. I don't know how far-fetched that sounds, but I do. I mean, personally, well, I think they, they did want to kill off the, the, the elderly and the people with uh, comorbidities because well, they're a drain I, on the system.
4: Adolf called those people useless eaters, and uh, he would be all for that. And, of course, in China, I, in China, I don't think that's going to skin off their nose. And but somebody with a moral, upstanding moral character of the governor of New York or the mayor of New York City, one of which is is evidently accused by ten women now of being a masher, and the other one being a communist. Well, that's why they got to go after Gates because
0: they need smoke and mirrors. Yeah.
4: But but they but they're so honest, those two people that it couldn't possibly be that they want to kill people for the cause. Because nobody ever wants, nobody that's a communist, nobody that's a Marxist or a neo-Marxist like the entire Democratic Party effectively is, would ever want to kill people for the cause, you know, never mind the millions that Stalin and Mao killed even more than Hitler did. So, so that's, if If that's not what go what's going on, then what is? because we know the disease only affects a scant portion of one percent of the population that ever gets the virus to the- to point of death. There are some scary symptoms that last for some of the people, but if then if you took, according to the clinical trials that actually did occur between last year and now, came out in October. The Zelenko protocol cuts down the death rate by about 75%. Zelenko said nobody has ever died in his study of his own personal experience, and that's what the numerous other physicians have said. I remember the demonstration at the, at the um, Supreme Court building with uh, frontline doctors and, and mm-hmm. Simone Gold? They don't have patients that die of this, especially if they get early treatment. And that's, and right. it's still not the policy. They've loosened up on hydroxychloroquine because they've had to, you know, you give them a little room, go out and with a limited hangout there, say, Well, we might not be completely wrong right about this in order to just assuage the concerns of the population. But meanwhile, um, nobody's virtually nobody's dying that gets the Zelenko Protocol. And but 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 look, but the, the, the veterans administration did a test, right? We did a double blind test and people actually died from the Zelenko, the, from the hydroxychloroquine. Why? Because they were given massive overdoses. of it. Mm. And that what irks me maybe the most is when somebody that we sh- were supposed to be able to trust doesn't follow through and, provide, pr- 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 uh, and and proves himself as being trustworthy. And frankly, as much as I love Donald Trump, and have loved many of the things that uh, Pence has said. You know, Trump put in put Pence in charge of the uh, of the task force. They were talking yeah. about hydroxychloroquine, but they but they utterly knuckled under. They utterly knuckled under Fauci and Burks and and these guys that oh, Trump yeah. is lambasting now. And and they and they were even talking about Trump knew at the time. Uh, it, it, right after the p- uh, publication of the test of the hydroxychloroquine fail, in the intentional giving of massive overdoses to people in the in veterans to boot, veterans in our veterans hospital, we didn't—that's yeah. no big deal. Use them for guinea pigs. They—they they were even talking about it, but he didn't put his foot down, which just drives me up the wall, and. That's why
0: you know I'd be um, yeah I mean one of the organizations uh, you know I do conference calls and things with is the LaRouche Pack and I agree with a lot of what you know you know what they talk about you know and things of that nature but I try to bring up you know look we need to stop calling the media the media they are the propaganda arm of the of the Democrat Party and I think they're becoming more of a propaganda arm of the government (laughs) you know almost like China, you know, China there and Russia And in 314 I, I see you like to get in I'm going to bring in the green room in a little bit uh, And get your name uh, But, you know, I, I say that uh, you know, Again, the, the media is a propaganda arm And, and I said, you know, pe- people need to start calling what they are And one of the speakers there You know, I was on the conference call It's like, well, they kind of waved it off Like, well, you give the media uh, too much power you, you, you give the media too much I'm like no, the media, unfortunately, is very powerful uh, to the point where I think that a lot of the reasons why Trump did and said so many things that he did that I was disappointed in is because from the pressures of the media and, and, and how many people they were able to convince by it, regardless of the truth or not.
4: Right, right. Plus, he had Pence reporting to him, and you know the Pence story history of, of – Pence has got only knows. What goes on between that guy's ears and his heart It's a mystery because he always present when Pence speaks he reminds me of a nineteen fifties era b movie western star at a kids' convention talking to the the fanboys you know he, he gives you this squint and looked out into the horizon and pull puffs his chest we're we're not going to allow this. We're going to make sure that everything is taken care of under this administration. And, and he's got that far-flung vision of making sure that you're safe with Pence. And it, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen then. It didn't happen on January 6th. Right. I think the guy's got credibility somewhere in his soul. He's got the word of God somewhere hanging, hanging around there. But he's got a lot to answer for. I blame him more than, frankly. Go ahead. I was just saying, I I blame him more directly than Trump because because he was the guy put in charge of it. And like you're saying, I don't like the way Trump plays his cards. But I think I agree with you. That's what he was doing. He didn't want to go too far out on a limb for the sake of his entire presidency.
0: Well, and I can tell you a little backstory about what I thought about Pence when he was picked to be VP, but that that might be a discussion for uh, another day or, <laughs> or later. I don't want to get get uh, too far off topic on that.
4: But yeah, you had, so well, you had the
0: timeline there. Go ahead.
4: Well, what what else? What what else are the uh, the factors? We so now now we've got them saying, well, the government we're not the government is not working on vaccine passports. Uh, we're not doing a contract tra- contact tracing system. What's really going on is companies, in their altruistic souls, are coming up with their programs themselves because the world is doing it, and we're just trying to assist it to be orderly and in due process in, in good process, so that uh, things are standardized and can can work well in the case that it might be necessary, and what that is is something that's one of my favorite things to harp about. That's the old guild system. That's like American medical association, the American bar association. Uh, You name it where, and it started in the medieval times in mass where people say that, oh, there's a lot of money to be made, a lot of power to gain here, a burgeoning business to uh, happening. And a lot of people are getting into the marketplace and they're trying to do things and, Make their own living. So what we need to do is be in control of the finances about it, and in, and in control of, of means of entry to the system. So that we have to make it difficult to, for people to take part in in this in the name of quality, and we need to and training and, and making sure that they're you know going through rigorous. Schooling, for example, and, and tests like the FDA and et cetera, et cetera, so that what we can do, what they're really doing is they're controlling the means of entry into power and they're hoarding whatever they hoard, whether it's medicine or, or being a lawyer or diamonds or oil, their energy, they're hoarding it and skimming and so that they can profiteer, so they can artificially raise the power level and raise Raise the uh, profiting for being at the top of the pyramid in control of, of the quote-unquote corporation, guild, cartel, um, intergovernmental operations, uh, transnational uh, standards, and transnational trade agreements. What, whatever you want to call it, however it plays out. So that's what they're. That's what Biden's government is doing, and th- and they can stand back in their double talk and say, well, we're not doing it. We're just facilitating hmm that's another that's another well, that's method a, that the organizers a, use by the way about the delphi method for good people in a group complaining about a subject maybe the way their landlords are treating them and then you lead the conversation along so that the people that don't say what you want or say things that you don't want them to are excluded from the conversation subtly as you go along and then you pick the ones that are saying what you want and say these guys are really bright. Let's vote for, among one or two of them to see who's going to be the chairman and the, and of our task force. That we'll take from there, and then you guide everything in the Delphi method to to the end result that you're trying to get. And that's that's how they can step back and say we're leading from behind, as Obama said about the Middle East shenanigans. It's fun and games. It's fun and games. It's it, 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 it's really satanist. I mean... I think most of us know that by now. It's That's the way he does. I mean, that's the way demons whisper in people's ears and get them to do what they want. And then the people, whether they understand that, whether they uh, sacrifice babies in the basement or not, they, they uh, play along with their basic self-interest and their desire for fame, power, money, sex. And uh, retirement for their lives before they die, even if their lives are extended by whatever stuff they inject from the glands of their babies. So it's all a people-control system, and that's just what utterly needs to break up. And how about them apples?
0: (laughs) Well, let's see what uh, – got Pianchi on the line. Let's uh, uh, get his comments there. Everyone's mic's um, still open here, but let's hear from Pianchi. Thank you very much, Pianki, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty well on yourself.
0: Doing good, doing good. You kind of picked off before coming into the show tonight. Um, of course, I'm seeing what the, you know, they're trying to do to, to Matt Gates, uh, And I think you know, one of the things they're trying to do is you know, smoke and mirrors because what's, what's going on with Cuomo. But, of course, anyone who is a strong and still a strong uh, supporter of Trump as well as one who was against uh, you know, the, the election – you know, who wanted to, you know, basically say, hey, we need to investigate this voter fraud. And, I I mean, the administration, or I call it regime, is still young. So I think there's plenty of time for them to start going after the 140 representatives uh, that, you know, wanted to have the election investigated. I think they're going to, I do, I think they're going to go after all of them, or or at least as many as they can, starting with the ones who were the strongest supporters and who were the most vocal against their agenda. So I think that, Really, the America is at the precipice of being closest to a fascist regime, a fascism in America as as we've ever seen, Uh, or even close to, and I've been saying this for a long time, uh, at least for the next two years, uh, is unless – and probably even continue there if they can't stop uh, H.R. 1. But then where you're going to be – we're going to have more like a China-style system where you have pretty much one-party rule – and, of course, that's the Democrat Party with you have your state-run media, you know, as the their propaganda arm. Uh, because we know they're not journalists anymore. I mean, they just kowtow the, the narrative uh, of the Democrat Party, which, again, if that's the government, is the Democrat Party. Again, we're, we're seeing a China, in my opinion, a China-style uh, government. But anyway, I'll go well. off Pinky.
2: Well, the Constitution gives the state legislature the power to make those changes, and also would include the investigation. One thing that's missing here is a high demand by the people themselves on their state legislative bodies, and if you don't have that the way it should be, then you know you got to go to alternatives which we're looking at, but the Constitution says that the state legislature chooses those electors and they can change them as long as it's not within six days out from the national election that being this past election november the third now after they vote they can't change anything because they can't change the the vote outcome i mean the state although you know a long time ago state was uh state legislature were choosing the uh u.s senators but uh You know, much of that has went by the wayside. You know, one thing I want to comment on is Georgia's, uh, what's known as the SB202, which is their SB202 election reform. And the thing that disturbs me Is that how people are saying Including the president When he made mention this Jim Crow law How people How black people Will let themselves be the blunt Target Of These allegations I've read this law And there's nothing in this law This reform that suppresses the vote And you know the funny thing That a lot of the Emphasis was put on the fact that the law prevents the handing out of procuratory items like water and pizza because then you stand a chance of being the bribing voters. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that you can't have water because they have water dispensers at many of these locations and it's not necessarily the governor's responsibility. It's the superintendent of the county the superintendent of the election board in the county where this he's in charge of. He's supposed to, or she's supposed to make sure that you have enough uh, machines, that the information get out, and so on, so on, so on. And you know, it is harder to cash a lotto ticket in. You have to provide more documentation to cash a lotto ticket in Georgia than basically you have to provide in order to get an election ballot or vote. And getting back to the issue of how they're throwing it and saying that it's suppressing blacks, well, if that's the case, they say that blacks are, and not everybody, are more likely to be participating in the lotto. Well, if they're able to provide the documentation to cash a lotto ticket in, which just includes your Social Security card, so you mean to say that they can't come up with ID so that they can vote? Right. And then you but got you know, some states. Listen at this. You got some states like Missouri. And I'm just using blacks. I'm not trying to. I'm just putting. I'm using it because that's what I heard Joe Biden referring to when he said Jim Crow. You have some states like Missouri where blacks and others too are paid to vote. You know how that is. Because the state law says an employer must allow their employee three hours before the polls close. To leave work And they get paid If you're supposed to get off at 5 And they gotta let you off at 4 And the polls close at 7 That's 3 hours Well you get paid from 4 to 5 Nobody talks about that (laughs) So This law You know another thing that they changed too Is that ballots have to be on a special paper You know how on some papers or documents that if you go to put them in a a copy machine, Xerox machine, and the copy comes out with a watermark on it that says copy? Well, that's a good thing because now people can't be running off 10,000 ballots marked the same without any detection because we did hear where there were ballots in drop boxes, that appeared like they never was folded, and if you did fold some up, they wouldn't fit in the envelope anyway. So
0: there, I can't I can't remember what um what what state this is oh, they're looking to pass legislation. Oh, actually, it just came up. Um, there is a, a well, no, I guess it's federally. The the Democrats introduced a bill. Uh, one of their bills, that may even be part of HR one, where there, it's for anyone who, I guess, when they go for a lease for subsidized housing, is that they, you know, can vote. They can like register the vote while they are, you know, getting the subsidized housing. And one of the parts that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about this this part of the bill is that. It actually puts the responsibility on the landlord, so it's it has a, the responsibility of the public land, a private so the bill also designates private landlords for subsidized housing as a voter registration agent and would make them responsible for distributing voter registration forms and helping tenants fill them out if needed. so this is a you know a bill. That the Democrats are putting out there, and I'm like, so you're going to make landlords, privately owned building landlords, you're going to make them responsible to making sure these people get to register the vote and helping them out if, if you know that they need it. It makes me wonder, well, what type of penalties are these landlords you know can face if they don't abide by those what would I say dictates of the federal government to get people registered to vote? It's it's, well, it's it kind of like Atlas Frog, like. <laughs> I do mean, That might be a little stretch, but.
2: Well, you know, some of these landlords are renting, leasing, providing accommodations for illegals. You got well, yeah, illegal, the, undocumented. Yeah, that get. For it, yeah. yeah, you got undocumented that get home mortgages through banks. If they, if they have a when they're not allowed, to have a, not allowed to acquire a Social Security card, the IRS gives them that individual tax identification number that's supposed to be a tracer for income that they report. Well, you know, in the first place, they're not supposed to be working anyway. Illegal is not supposed to work in this country. So if they have income, you know – I hate the stereotype, but when you stand in line in a checkout account and people in front of you are paying with cash nowadays, you have to kind of raise the eyebrow. But the thing is, is that if you got a landlord that's renting to that particular people, classification of people, well, how do you think they're going to instruct them to fill out that paperwork? Yeah, mm-hmm. when you register, do you declare your party affiliation? So that See, there is that, that depends
0: on the you know that depends on the state, and that and, and you bring up a good point. So what? Well, yeah, what if they end up you know registering, you know these illegal immigrants to vote? Which of course you know I've always contended that that's I mean that's the real reason. Why, you know, the Democrats so much, to, you know, want to bring in the illegal immigrants because eventually they want to give them amnesty, and then they want to give them all this uh, to be able to vote. And I mean, who knows? Maybe that's why they want to get, bring – again, maybe that's why they want to bring so many children into here so they can indoctrinate them in our, you know, public education system, again, paid for by the, uh, the, the, the taxpayers, paid for by the citizens. Educate them, indoctrinate them them, And then have them vote Democrat Because you have more of your youth And more of your minorities More and more are starting to uh, vote for Republicans uh, Than there has been So they have to rebuild A constituency And that's what I think they're doing with the illegals I think they they know they have to Get themselves a new constituency And this is it, this is how they plan to do it
2: Well exactly, that's what they're trying to uh, do They're trying to be at the point where they can harvest votes and uh, they're looking out for their future. These people are very treacherous nowadays. Who would have thought that they would stoop so low?
0: At the cost of, if, the, uh, 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 of the, for the nation, truly.
2: Well, and here, if you here bring we just, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Arnold.
4: I, 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 I'm just saying that... Uh... Americans don't. I think the people that are utterly surprised and cannot believe this are basing their thoughts that America has a decent society and and we're good people. We have training, but it's been systematically broken down in our society, in all the venues of influence in our culture, whether it's education, entertainment, news, politics, and government or business science, and the the church. Uh, And it's been systematically infiltrated by Marxists. And in my, here again, in my humble opinion, Marxism and collaborative, mutually collaborative means of destroying the society are spirit-based. I don't think that this kind of thing happens. I don't think it Happen, would have happened in Germany in 1932, or frankly even in Russia in 19, in 1917, if there hadn't been a lot of demons getting people to do what they do wrong and getting them to work together. I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist because I I know that conspiracy exists because conspiracy. Is when you see bad people doing bad things, trying to understand how they work together, because that's what conspiracy means. It means breathing together to do bad things. Con means together, and conspiracy means breathing. But lo and behold, conspiracy also means spirit. And uh, at the core the nexus of all of, I think, the massively evil things that are that go on throughout history is a set of spirits that fell out of the heavens long ago because they didn't like God creating mankind as a level of being that challenged their status in God's heavenly kingdom and revolted and were cast to earth, what the Bible says. And they've been warring and warring and warring ever since. I don't think people, I think people are by and large pretty reasonable and pretty smart like the public at large, but it's it's just more than coincid more than just natural how the people that are most motivated to get the most influence and power in society turn out to be so often the most evil people and I think that's simply what we're facing right now.
0: Well, and, and I'm, well, we got Kelly on next, um, and, and and he can you know maybe speak more on that. I mean, I've never really. Subscribe to you know to that. I mean, I always when I was younger, I thought maybe there you know the the battle between the you know angels and devils and God and Satan things of that nature. Um, as I've gotten older, I, I, I've hence stopped believing in that, frankly. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I might reevaluate that. I, I, I'm still doubtful that that's what it is, but I, I, I'm not saying it's it's not, but. Um, I'm doubtful of that, but however, that the more I see that the I don't know if it's if it's actually happening as people describe it, you know, with the um, the chip mark of the Beast things of that nature. I don't know if you know it was destined to be as some say, you know, to happen, or that people are interpreting the events of today to say, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, but Kelly, you might be able to speak better on that than I than I can, but. Uh, i i i am I'm more subscribed to the latter where you know events are happening and people are attributing the events to you know that i guess a prophecy or whatever people want to say but I mean I don't know i mean I don't totally discount it. I do think that it's a possibility um i mean because I think any you know there's always possibilities, but uh, I don't know what but go ahead Kelly. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. how are you tonight?
1: Hey good. We have still got a little bit of sunlight here in uh California and uh Oh, I'm I've still been contemplating a deep question. Uh did Ken and Barbie ever get married? And uh I was like talked to a friend and you said, Oh, uh, no, because Barbie ran off with uh G. I. Joe But uh you know how I like to start out with the joke. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, spiritual things. Let's see. Yeah, I, I believe the scriptures. And, you know, Christ rose from the dead. Happy Resurrection Day coming up, folks. And, uh, yeah, I went to church. And that was nice. And, uh, anyway. So, yeah, you know, the uh, demons, Satan wanted to exalt himself above God. Now, why would he do that? Because he wanted worship. When Christ walked the earth, one of the temptations was Satan's like, hey, I got a deal for you. All the authority of the world has been given to me, given to Satan by man. And Satan said, hey, look, <clears throat> here's the deal. I will give all this authority to the world if you will worship me. And Christ said, no, worship God alone. And so we see revelations that uh, Satan will get his time to rule the world. The Marks of the Beast, all that, which is economic, by the way, an economic mechanism. And we're going to have massive inflation before that. That's the third horse of Revelation. But what does he want? What does Satan want? Simple question. What does he want? He wants worship. He wants to be worshiped. And that's kind of a – so he will do whatever he can to obtain worship. Satan's desire for worship is like a crack addict wanting crack. I mean and so there I believe that there are evil men that somehow they're given power and money and girls and whatever they whatever makes their earthly life happy in exchange for putting in the plants, and we have seen the evil growing over and over and over coming to the end when Christ will return. It's been predicted. And things are going to get worse before they get better. I mean, yeah, as America, we're holding out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, oh, and by the way, speaking of Resurrection Day, there's so many prophecies, Old Testament prophecies, that Christ fulfilled when he walked the earth, even Psalm 22 when he rose, when he was on the cross. That's just something, Robert, uh, you know, you might want to look at, Psalm 22. All
4: right, but anyway,
1: go, go to the <laughs> um, Let's see. I, when I when I heard about uh, landlords, you guys were talking about landlords getting ready to host the illegals. Well, why are we not thinking about the consequences? I talked about this before in the show. What are the consequences when you get a flood of illegals in? Well, they got to live somewhere. I'm sure they might stack. Uh, and I'm not just talking. You know, OTMs are really the major problem, other than Mexicans, uh, Guatemala, even. Um, Muslim countries, whatever, but they got to have a place to live. And they, you know, sometimes they'll pack 10 people into an apartment complex. Well, even then, it's you're like still. like <laughs> Alice Yeah. So what's happening here is is the demand for housing and the cost of, I mean, it's just a free market system. Obviously, it's a double whammy when you're allowing these illegals in. One is housing prices soar. And secondly, they, they take the. Supposedly take the jobs that nobody else wants That's not necessarily true But so you're, you're having The workforce re, uh, Americans Have to compete for jobs Which means they can end up Paying um, Getting paid less And meanwhile their housing expenses are going up So who would be Really in favor of cheap Labor Corporations oh, Wait a minute Wait a minute Wait a minute the Republicans are the evil ones because of their corporations. Dude, an incredible motivation for Democrat-controlled corporations to bring the illegals in is for cheap labor so they can make incredible profit. You know, both parties, in my opinion, because I'm a libertarian, but in my opinion, both political parties have continued to allow legislation to favor corporations. More profit, more profit. Um, Bastiat warned us, 1800s The state is that great fictitious entity By which everyone seeks to live At the expense of everyone else And in the law Bastiat wrote about corporations Directing the government So there's more corporate profit And eliminating competition Bastiat did admire how America didn't seem to suffer that problem But Europe was uh, Again, this is the mid-1800s Many countries in Europe were suffering this problem and so the Democrats have been really good at marketing, really good at blame shifting, really good at saying, oh, you know, the Republicans, you know, uh, vote for us Democrats because we're going to oppose the, the corporations, and we're going to tax them like crazy. Yeah, but the Democrats do it too, and there's lots of loopholes for corporations to get out of the taxes. <laughs> but it's just the Democrats are better at marketing at it. It's hilarious. And California has been run… … by Democrats for a long, long time, and in the building codes and other things, oh, especially environmental stuff. Solar panels are required on new homes. You're, you're Demo- the Democrat corporations are making a killing from this env- these environmental laws, and they're employing cheap labor. I mean how rich do you people have to be? Um, how much are you going to hurt the American people? Why are – we're not thinking more about the American people. It's just beyond frustrating. So now you've got to have an election because people aren't happy with all these illegals pouring in. And I like the gentleman, he was mentioning that once a ballot goes gets counted across the machine, put a stamp of some kind like processed and counted or something so you can't rerun it twice. Well, then if you also have the – Yeah, there
0: you go. That's ballot. a great idea. Yeah. I wish they would have thought about that. That would have, I think that would have
1: been,
0: uh, that would have been significant in this past twenty twenty election.
1: Well, the uh, uh, well one of your one of your previous guests here is the one who brought that forward. I would I would like to add to that you um, place it on one of four locations at the bottom, and that way, if you run it through twice, it'll say process and counted, stamped twice. <laughs> if you counted four times. Process and counted, process and counted, process and counted, process and counted. Oh, this vote was counted four times. <laughs> Simple technological innovation. We put a man on the moon. We went to the uh, Depths of Mariana Trench. Um, we've done incredible things. And we can't have an honest election? Golly, gee, what's going on here? I mean, is Horace Gump running our election system? I mean, uh, he was a disaster when he was flying Apollo 13, but. You know, Um
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you know, um, I mean, we're getting pictures
0: yeah, and just, videos from Mars now.
1: Yeah, and we can't, but we can't have an honest election and all sorts of accountability measures. Oi! Now, Yvonne Hutton Pulitzer is working on some things, and what I heard was a friend that uh, a local friend. He keeps up on his videos all the time, but he's got some type of um, semi-truck trailer uh, filled with um, high-tech machines that will scan and recount, and he's asking for uh, dozens and dozens of volunteers. I may have missed that vote, but in Georgia, he's going to be doing this, and I guess there's a court order by the judge in Fulton County, and then I hear Arizona's going to change everything. The legislature there, it's the a fight between them, and the supervisors of Maricopa County. I mean, I think I asked this last week on the show, so what if what if Georgia, Fort all it takes, Maricopa in Arizona one, two states, boom, Pennsylvania's working on it,
2: Wisconsin, Michigan.
1: You get three states, uh oh you get four states to prove that Trump actually won a Ricky Ricardo moment. Lucy, you got some splaining to do. So then what? If Congress is Congress going to say, oh, gee, we're sorry, we're wrong. Let's go ahead and uh, certify Trump then and then swear him in. Are they going to do that? No. I mean, what a mess. What a mess. So I guess we're going to have to let things play out, see what happens. Somebody I came across local, he's like, he told me two things that was mind blowing, and I can't confirm it, but he. He's been right on a number of things, way ahead of everybody. He's, well, well, actually, another another person told me this. No, was it him? Yeah, same person. He told me two things. April fifteenth, they're going to uh, Trump's going to be sworn in, and like let. Well, I don't know about that. That's interesting. The yeah. other thing he said was, he said by um, around May, June, July, doctors are going to be hunted down. For giving the COVID-19 vaccine, which, by the way, is not a vaccine. It's a clinical trial. And Congress has passed a law that the vaccine corporations can't be sued for any damages. Heard a story locally. Another guy, he said, I got a buddy. He took the shot two days later. He died.
0: The Oh, my gosh. Mike
1: and is Kelly. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of these stories. Well, they have a system for reporting these. It's called, it's from on the CDC website. If you guys ever seen adverse reactions, you can go ahead and report it. It's called VIRS, Vaccine Incident Reporting System. And I looked it up because somebody I care about, my daughter, we were talking, she's going to take the vaccine. I'm like, well,
3: you know, 100% safe, 100% secure,
1: you know, I'll be the first person to take them. But how do you know that? When there are clinical trials, not done until 2022. Okay. so oh, and by the way, here you go thirty eight thousand v i r s incident reports thirty eight thousand on covid nineteen from the c d c website wow hmm thirty eight thousand maybe wait a month or two or three uh you know um I've seen other reports of people dying a few days later um I believe in vaccine theory, but not when corporations are running things. So you know, the world is getting crazy. Um, so yeah, you know, there's some thoughts. I'm, I'm enjoying listening to these other two gentlemen. Turn it over to them. Yeah, so let's. Um, one, one quick
0: note that we'll bring it back uh, to the Joseph and Arlen is that I mean, I, I can remember fairly large family, you know, my direct family. There's about about seven of us, uh kids and then my, my dad's uh, remaining. And from my understanding of it, none of us got or are planning on getting uh the vaccine, including my ninety year old father. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not planning on getting it. Uh my daughter's not getting it. Um my ninety year old, you know, father I said I don't I don't believe he's getting it. Um so it's just I, I, I just don't. You know, I know there's a lot of pressure out there. People are trying to pressure people, but um, especially with if they're talking about this. Oh, uh, well, you can't go to a concert or a ball game or so I mean, it's not implemented yet, but, you know, I think, they're again, as I said earlier in the show, though, I think they're floating around to see what the reaction of the American people are because, I mean, they were successful in getting us to wear one or two masks, uh, you know, if we wanted to go grocery shopping. But let's go ahead and bring up the – to you, uh,
3: Joseph, in the back of you, Arlen. Go ahead, uh, Joseph. Yes, uh, just for a programming note, um, Kelly, I apologize. Josephina could not make it to the show tonight. I tried everything, but uh, <laughs> her hairstylist was late, and her hair took longer than anticipated. She wanted to uh, have me send her regards on behalf of the show, especially for you, Kelly. I think Josephina has an eye for you. Watch out. I hope you're not married. <laughs> well, maybe Josephina does. Robert, I wouldn't even say it. You're fine. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Josephina, if you're hearing, uh, if you're out there listening, uh, your hair looks awesome. I love the picture you put on Facebook. And uh, for the very first time, I got a I received a notification from Facebook yesterday, and it told me I had temporarily exceeded the limit of sharing posts. And just sharing posts, but it doesn't tell me when I can repost again or what that threshold is. So I found it interesting. Um, I've never been in Facebook jail yet, so I'm not in Facebook jail. Uh, I could still write things, but I can't share them. That makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I mean, echoing what the guest has said and um, the new caller has said, Yes. Um a lot of these tactics that are being implemented are um fear mongering, uh fear intimidation tactics. But the Democratic Party or the mainstream media, if you ever want to call it a media anymore, I'm I'm gonna probably start calling it the state sponsored media. They might as well be. hmm Uh they they make it seem in their great acts of propaganda Uh, they make it seem as though uh, the Democrats have a big base of actual supporters and voters and donors. They don't. That's the actual real truth. They really don't. Uh, When Antifa and BLM are running rampant, that's just a small minority of it.
2: In reality,
3: what's very promising is that more than half the country pretty much are – not necessarily Republicans, but are American patriots that are for America, being put first. Uh, they'll have you make you seem that, oh, they have this outpouring port of progressives and their bases. Uh, they don't. The The numbers don't lie. The, 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 the facts are straight. Uh, if you don't believe me, um, just go back to 2020 and look at how small – Biden's rallies were, or even Kamala Harris in the primaries, or even Pet, Pet uh, Buttigieg. Um, I mean, actually, support amongst Democrats are, are at an all-time low. Um, you don't right. see people out there with enthusiasm, and uh, you don't see the enthusiasm hey, that, that Trump supporters do. Yes. Hey, Joseph. do yes, you call him Buttigieg or Buttigieg? Uh, I probably called him Booty Judge by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs>
0: Who knows? Maybe, was, uh, maybe I could start accident. a hashtag tweet
3: on that one, right? There's a purposeful accident. <laughs> I mean, a bo- bo- booty Judge, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I messed up. But actually, you never know. It could turn into a popular conspiracy you know, I did that for about hashtag. six
0: months. It was the best job I've ever had. <laughs>
4: I hope it was
3: women, though. Yes. <laughs> Except oh, yeah. for the love oh, yeah, of God, yeah, please, don't have, him, please don't have him speak Spanish. I appreciate Spanish. you
0: pointing that out.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for the love of God, please don't have him speak Spanish because he sounds just as bad as better Roque did. They they, just, they sound horrible. I mean, I, I, I've seen Latinos come over here, if it's only been in this country for two years, that could speak better English with not such of a horrible accent. So... When he was trying to speak to the Spanish voters, it was horrible. I'm like, you're making my ears bleed. But uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, last week's first that the Biden regime held. Very interesting, after 64 days. I mean, I just could not believe it. I, I wanted to throw up. It's like they're giving him all these softball questions, Same thing they did with Obama for eight years. Hey, what's your favorite flavor? What kind of ice cream you like? Uh Uh-huh, okay. And, of course, Peter Ducey, who's the Fox News correspondent, of course he wasn't on the list to be asked uh, Joe Biden any questions. But you could see that he was – And
0: did you see that card he had that he actually had them numbered in order of him to ask the 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 call on them? It was like a mini notebook.
3: Yeah, the mini notebook, and at many times he was frazzled, he was dazzled, he wasn't there at first. Um, I mean, it was like, Lord Almighty, it, it, it was sad and pathetic, to be honest. Uh, I liked it was when the he first, uh... had
4: Trump back again.
3: Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry.
4: I'm sorry, we have that delay. I said, I liked no. it when he wished he had Trump back again.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and and this is where Dems always underestimate Trump. They really don't think he has any intentions of running. They think it's a teaser. Because when uh, one of the reporters asked Joe Biden, do you plan on running for reelection? And he, I think he went along the lines of that is the expectation. I'm like, dude, in six months, you won't even remember what your name is. Really? That's why you, the Democrats handpicked Kamala, because she likes to be called Kamala. God forbid you, you don't pronounce it right. Um, we all know what, what, what they both signed up for. We all know that Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe with dementia, okay, signed up to be the president, which the election was rigged. So he stole it. The Democrats stole it for him because he, he can steal his underwears because he can't remember where they are. Dr. Jill has him. Tell him every morning where they are, but anyways, um, it was always planned that he was just going to serve a, a, a little duration, and he'll have that on his resume, and then Kamala will either invoke the Twenty-Fifth Amendment or he will step aside. So I find it hilarious when he says, yeah, oh, I have the expectation to run." Yeah, it's like really, you, you. I'm like, dude. Besides him having dementia. He's delirious. He's just as delirious as Pelosi and AOC. It's like, I have the expectation to run in four years. Right. And I'm getting a unicorn for Christmas. Are you kidding me? In six months, like I said, you only remember your wife's name. And so I found that to be um, ironic in a sad way. Uh, to be honest, I mean, Trump is not the type of person to tease. He has made it clear basically that he's Basically waiting and seeing how bad things get, because you've got to remember, I mean, the guy went through hell for five years, his family. I mean, that's a lot to sign up for again. However, he is a no. man of his word, and he's not the type to throw teases out there. So I think he is waiting to assess what happens in 2022, waiting to see if things get so bad to the point where he's going to, By that time, we should have a pretty good idea of a few contenders that are going to run for 2024. I think Republicans are going to announce early, uh, knowing what's at stake this time. And I think based on that, he's going to say, okay, this one is running, that one is running. Nah, you know what, Uh, for the love of my country, I'm going to jump in and run because I don't think these other cats have a a chance in hell at it or they would not get past day one of the presidency. And so, uh, you know, he's made it very clear that he's – He's waiting, but it's not off the table, and I take him at his word. And so when uh, Biden was laughing at it, once again, their ignorance, every time they have underestimated Trump, he's always defied that and made them look even stupider than they are, especially the last uh, uh, so-called sham impeachment. So again, it's like, be careful what you wish for because keep on, you know laughing at him like you did when he came down the escalator in Trump Tower in 2015. <laughs> and everyone said you didn't have a chance. Yeah, keep on saying, keep on teasing him that he's not going to run for 2024. Keep on doing it, and you're going to get what you wish for. Because I guarantee it, the media, MSNBC and CN, uh, see, uh, MSNBC and, um, CNN, finally, they'll have something of substance to talk about. I bet all they'll be talking about for the next two years, if Trump announces in 2022, is Trump running, Trump running, Trump running. But I can guarantee you this, if Trump runs for 2024, he wins by a landslide. Oh, he wins by a landslide, and I bet maybe two or three people would have the common sense to still try to go into the race of GOP nominees. Maybe about three names will be stupid enough probably establishment republicans to think that they can throw their hats in the oh, yeah, for certainly. the presidency yeah. and think they have a chance against Trump but you know they're not going to have a chance in hell so i really hope to god and this is my fervent hope and prayer and this is Josephina's as well um, she allowed me to say that tonight that trump runs because that would that would really uplift so many people's spirit it would really give people hope again and it'll give us conservatives and pro-Americans, we, you don't have to necessarily be conservative to be pro-American. That's ridiculous. But it'll give us more adrenaline, more inspiration, more urgency to fight even more to save our constitutional republic. So I am praying fervently that, oh, God, he does run. Because to be honest, he is our last hope. He is our only savior. Um, politically. And I mean that with no hyperbole. So Donald Trump, if you're listening, for the love of Trump, for the love of God, save us. Save us. Because I know you would not throw it out there if you were not seriously considering it. Save us because as well, great as, I, as much as I love Ron DeSantis and as much as I love um, Governor Nome, and as much as I love uh, Josh Howley, you know that the only person that is capable of fixing the damage that's going to be done over the next four years is Donald Trump, because he proved it in his first term. And I'll defer back well, to you, Robert. Well, you
4: know, I mean, real, real quick, Arlen,
0: I, I, mean, I was just going to say that you know I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a Carter, another Carter administration, really, if not worse. And I think that the media and, – and when, and when the American people see that, uh, even with the power of the media, I still don't think – you know, not, notwithstanding, I, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot more people who, in the first time he was uh, president, hated him. I don't think they'll hate him the second time, and I don't think the matter <laughs> – I think there'll be a lot of people the media will lose uh, in, in trying to spread the hate for him. Uh, they won't be as successful as they were the first time around, I don't think. But go ahead, Arnold.
4: Okay, well, I think I've got two or three things, and then I probably should drop off the the mic. I might I can pick it up back on the computer that doesn't have the mic, but I need to free up my phone. I want to let you all know that are listening that there are these prophylaxis treatments and uh, treatments if you if you're diagnosed that and you can and you can uh, get a lot of it really over the counter. There's something that's a, a natural. Supplement that's sold in drugstores and Walmart, et cetera, called quercetin. It's called, it's spelled Q U E R C E T I N. starts with a Q. And uh, that acts a lot like hydroxychloroquine does. And so if you take, make sure you're taking your zinc. And if you want to take it as a prophylaxis, quercetin too, not going to hurt you, it's going to help you. It's, it does other things too. And then make sure you're taking your D and C and B vitamins. You know, take a supplement. Make sure sometimes you need like extra D and extra B, especially if you get up in years. Um, you may not ever get COVID if you even, you know, sing with a choir that hasn't. Um, and and if you do come up with symptoms, go to a doctor. This is serious. Sarah, Sarah Palin just got it, and she's lost her sense of taste and smell, and we don't know if it'll ever come back to those that do. Some people get into a little bit of a brain fog and and uh, other symptoms, a lot like, you know, um, a Lyme disease and other things that are viral uh, uh, and mystery uh, pathogens that cause such symptoms. So, hey, did if you, you know, uh, if you get diagnosed there.
1: Sarah- that Sarah Palin lost her taste years ago when she ran with John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: she did what she could do. I, I don't know. It, right. Maybe I, I won't get into talking about John McCain and his age, but maybe he, at least we know she outlived him. Yes, so. um,
0: <laughs> she did.
4: There are two websites you can go to if you need a doctor that will prescribe hydroxychloroquine and zithromycin. And one is uh, Dr. Gold's site, and that's uh, AFLDS. It stands for American Frontline Doctors, AFLDS.org. And another one is speakwithanmd.com, speakwithanmd.com. And immediately, if if you have symptoms, go to a doctor immediately. They're ready. You know, they have to take you. And get diagnosed, get the test and if you and if it if you come up positive zap on to getting the the actual treatments immediately and get it taken care of you know um also i have i am a what people would call a charismatic christian uh i do certain things that involve the holy spirit where people would point at and, and i think i act funny and um, I have been tracking Christian prophets who have been prophesying that Trump would be president the first time. The second time, a couple of couple of people, three or four, have backtracked, but they, it's not because God told them otherwise. It's that they, frankly, lost faith that that would happen this time. But they all agree otherwise, and there are like 20 of them, plus people like me and others, scabs and scabs that have heard from the Lord about Donald Trump and have been encouraged to pray for him, and that uh, uh, with the idea he would be coming back. He, Donald Trump, God does not set dates; He doesn't go by man's demands about such things. But He has given us a special favor, and I'm gonna, just going to tell you: you can write it down. Donald Trump will be president uh, this year. Another one of them said, finally, when he said by Christmas, and I think it could be a lot sooner than that, and it is going to be in conjunction with exposing all these evils that we've been talking about. It's going to be an act of God, and we're going to see it, and we're going to have a lot of Christians coming to the Lord, partly because they're seeing such things happening in a redemption of our country. But we're going to see very bone-chilling revelations. And if you're one of the people that looked into the pizza gate and and, – oh, what's that – dude in uh, Skippy, Skippy in New York, um, Hillary Clinton's hatchet man, John Podesta, the Podesta emails and the Wiener emails and the Hillary Clinton emails. And if you know about Epstein and the guy in, uh, Colorado, in uh, Canada and the people in Scotland and Norway, et cetera, et cetera, the, and what, uh, what Lynn Wood is looking into the the buying and trading and bartering in children for sexual purposes and for ritual sat abuse and probably for harvesting uh out of their adrenal glands once you get them frightened and tortured um and the and the well, use of extortion and the use of extortion as a mutual means of you know mutually assured self destruction or if you accuse somebody of something they can accuse you and et cetera, et cetera. That is all real. That's going to get exposed. The, the election fraud will get exposed. I think it's safe to say as Donald Trump becomes president, that's going to be the big part of it. And it, and it is going to be very extensive. He did win in a land, in a landslide. but the financial a, system, well, hold on, hold on.
0: the change, the Go ahead.
4: recruiting of the power structures, it's going to happen. Sorry. What?
0: Oh, no, no, go no, no, ahead. No, I, and then, uh, Kelly, then – I mean, it's, it's, there's no timeline. We, I mean, it,
4: it's, you think it's going to happen yeah, this I, year? I, Trump will be president this year. I don't know if that means that his four-year clock is going to start when he takes the oath of office uh, or if it's been running since January 22nd, But in which case he wouldn't be able to run again. But I – I believe that uh that that's going to going to happen. And I for Christians out there I encourage you to keep on praying for Donald Trump, pray for our joint chiefs of staff and and pray for the protection of and the venues for people that confess and that blow the whistle because there's gonna be a lot of that. There's gonna be people turning on each other, confessing, gonna be people trying to flee Washington D C. It's going to be as A couple of the prophets have put it, a very big show that God himself is going to be putting on. It's going to be so so much of a complimentary set of wonderful occurrences, despite the odds that people, I think, are going to have to say this is a miracle by God. Because it has to be, because if America falls, and it's already fallen, frankly, if America continues on the fall, the whole world is lost, the mark of the beast, yada, yada, yada. And God doesn't want that because he wants the world to come to fruition and for his name to be known, the gospel to be preached, as he said in the Great Commission, throughout all the world, for people to come to him, taste and see that the Lord is good, and that he loves us and wants to bless us and wants to bring us into his kingdom. And we're going to be seeing miraculous displays of his power, people coming to the Lord, people getting healed in massive services. It's going to be God putting on a show because he loves us so much. And I'm, going to, I'm just going to leave you all with that and get off the phone now and uh, let the chips fall where they may. But you're going to see a lot of pleasantly falling chips um, in the next couple of years and onward. And uh, I encourage you to keep on looking and popcorn.
0: Well, certainly, yeah. So you can... If you're going to call in on another line, uh, you know, it will have to be within the next 20 minutes or, unfortunately, after the top of the hour, no one will be able to call in. Uh, But go ahead, Kelly, and let me make one last comment before I bring it in, Kelly. If all that stuff happens, I I very well may get converted. (laughs)
2: Yeah, me too. If all that
0: stuff were to happen, Kelly, that that would be like, oh, wow. (laughs) uh, Go ahead, Kelly, and then we'll bring it back to you, Bianchi.
1: Well, time will play out and see how much biblical prophecy is fulfilled in our lifetimes. But I wanted to support this gentleman in in some ways. Other ways, I'm kind of scratching my head on on the – Profits. But on supporting you, one of the first things Trump said in office was child trafficking is uh, one of the biggest or even the biggest problem in the world, and he gave green light for – and I don't know if the Department of Justice send out grants to law enforcement, but there has been a bunch of rounding up of the pedophile rings. LA, Kentucky, Florida Other places Um, Susan in Florida She mentioned, oh yeah, there was one in Florida And another one in Florida I'm like, wow, New York um, These people that are doing horrific evil And you you hear about this Carvacol thing From traumatized Scared kids um, You hear this stuff I mean, I don't have first-hand knowledge But when Trump gave the green light And then, bam All these Uh, Over the years Never heard of so many Pedophile rings Getting rounded up Which would mean there is some type of Weird dark spiritual power That these people And even leaders And Ted Gunderson talked about this He was former FBI out of LA Came up here hometown and spoke And it was shocking what he had to reveal About how they bribe Congressmen and get them under their control And even use kids to do this and weird sexual things. But if Trump was striking at the – and it could be very well uh, – well, I believe it is – a spiritual root to it, Trump was demolishing spiritual strongholds. I, I hope the gentleman who just spoke stays on, maybe get some more of his thoughts. But you start breaking some of these spiritual things. No, he's, he's all, then, he left the call, Kelly. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Bummer, bummer. I like I liked some of the things he was saying. But you start bringing some of these spiritual holes and then you bring certain powers over certain authorities that past have had to turn turn, turn, turn their eye from what's really going on to where they're on it now. And they've wanted to get on this because one of the worst things you can ever do to a person is, is, is molest them when they're a child. And it just messes them up for, for life unless they get some major healing. I know a lady in Des Moines that she works for... Um, Recovery, recovery uh, with women, um, it's like a church thing or parachurch ministry, and, you know, a couple quick questions, she couldn't tell any details, but there's definitely these women have been trafficked, they've been turned into prostitutes, and when they get beyond their teenage years, they're kind of thrown out in the street, and their lives are a mess, and she's trying to help them get their lives back together to full-time ministry. She lives on the facility um, in her own place, but the other women get to live there too and get their lives back together. Um, I've heard from too many different sources that, yeah, it's, it's going on, and the, the, the high places of power are compromised by this racket, if you will. Now, when Trump got Epstein, um, he obviously got other people around Epstein. Then he got Epstein – And some say he was killed, some say he's alive, some say he suffered from another person's hangman news, whatever. But there were names given, and then these people who have committed such horrific evil, the question is how are they going to make sure they don't go to jail and or get killed? Because um, Radcliffe mentioned how the Chinese have compromised a number of congressmen. He was a director of intelligence. He informed both the Senate Intelligence Committee and the House Intelligence Committee that the Chinese have compromised a number of congressmen. So this evil (laughs) hole… Swalwell. Swalwell? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you can start to see why they would do everything possible to have vote-by-mail to cheat to make sure Trump didn't get in office. Because they got to get them out, or or they're going to the evil people are going to go to jail. Well, what's the military going to do about it? Well, some say the military is in charge. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but at least I throw out this is what I've heard. Can't confirm it. People, may not be so shocked if it if it does. So this could be possibly possibly, uh, well, a couple possibilities. One is. Yeah, Trump's the military, and we have a new form of revolution that cleans house during the swamp. Or B, um, Biden and Harris stay in power, and the evil people keep doing their thing Um, because we are coming to a crossroads here um, about these prophets. I'm not so sure about them. Um, If it happens, it happens. Mark Taylor predicted way before Trump even announced it. he was running that Mark Taylor did predict that Trump would be president and it did happen. But, you know, some of these others I don't know if they're if they're just wanting attention or if it's a real thing. Um I don't know what to say about the so called modern day prophets, but I would be scared to death. God's and speaking words that represent God to a general population, I would be scared to death to do this um, just because, well, I don't want to misrepresent God, and I don't want his wrath either. So <laughs> the Old Testament was sonar prophet, but his prophecies didn't come true. That's a death sentence if you're incorrect. So I, I don't know. I, I We're, we're going to have to wait and see. Economic reset would be nice, because if we don't get to the gold standard, we're not going to be able to compete with the BRIC treaty, China, Brazil, Russia, South Africa, et cetera. We are. We would go through a horrifyingly inflationary period, which we're starting to see. You know, as prices are going up, when you print money out of money out of thin air, milk, to the tune of trillions of dollars, um, you can't buy bread at the same price this year as you'll pay more next year. I mean, all these things have consequences, which is another attempt. To bring America to its knees, so we have to have a monetary reset because we're not gonna we're gonna be we will not be able to compete with gold standard countries so that last caller, he made several good points I'm just you know i'm being, i'm I'm very careful about uh, profits and but we'll see so yeah, well, I think
0: well, that, said earlier it's quick, getting, yeah there's. Quick, it, there's always possibilities, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, it's just say we'll see yeah. if, if this does happen. But I would, uh, you might see a conversion on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, let's go well, ahead. Yeah, but, with, with with but with one more quick thought is if posing, all these evil things that are bringing down America, you better believe, they would do everything to make sure he gets out of office, especially, if he can expose them in such a way they're going to go to jail. You better believe they're going to oppose him.
0: Well, that's so why they're we'll trying to prosecute ahead. it. Well, I think that's why they're trying to pro- the prosecutors, prosecutors in New York, are already trying to, uh, I think, do that uh, because they don't want him, They don't want any chance that he can run again. So yeah, yeah, that's part of the uh, the DOJ. I think one after their political opponent uh, opponents. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it back to you, Pianchi. Go ahead. Well.
2: All much said and a lot to be done. And if the concern and the desire for Donald Trump to run again, well, there's a lot of work that has to be done between now and then. Actually, it's probably best that he didn't win because now we have the opportunity to see so much vile corruption, so much vile two-faces, and this is starting to emerge even from people that carried the designation that you would have thought was pro all the things he stands for. So people are going to have to do a lot of work in changing the minds and educating and doing all the other things necessary where the atmosphere and the foot soldiers will exist. You got to capture your children back from these public schools, especially the ones that teaching anti-American 1619 projects and all other things that go along with confusing your child on who they are, especially biology, uh, their bio makeup, their gender makeup. So it's going to stand for a a strong test to see what happened. And one thing, this, uh, the forensic audit of ballots not the counting of ballots because you count those that are legal and tainted but the forensic audit of ballots and everything that had to do with the making of that ballot is going to be very important and those states that we suspect 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 that was in the wrong then the evidence will come out and people are going to begin to see at least those that. You know, you got some people. No matter what the heck you put in front of them, they're not going to believe it. Even if it is the truth, they're filled with so much hatred and so much evil. The only thing that make you more make you blind, rather well, than a strong sense of hatred, is moonshine whiskey. I haven't seen none of that around in a long time. So uh, the work's got to be done. I mean, simple. The work's got to be done. We've got a teaching that has to be done, talking that has to be done. At least someone can do. It's got to be done.
0: Well, certainly, or else we're going to see, you know, that's kind of my biggest, not biggest concern, but um, one of them is uh, in 2022, because I really do think that barring any type of, you know, chicanery, you know in elections again, stealing, I think that you know there's there's a very good chance that the Republicans could take back the house the Senate you know in in twenty twenty two again unless there's uh you know you know more cheating and chicanery going on uh, you know because I think that unfortunately for us, <laughs> I think things are gonna be so bad by then that people are going to be like what the hell did we just get, you know did, did we vote in or, or maybe not, they might even think at that point eh, maybe there was and as you guys pointed out you know if this stuff starts coming out and maybe some of this stuff was true about you know the election fraud and it being stolen and things of that nature um you know get have have more people you know start you know realizing that oh my gosh this this actually did happen and i think once you get more Americans to, to realize that they're, they're going to be kind of – not kind of. They're going to be pissed off. I mean I think there may even be some Democrats. Now, granted, I think there's a lot of Democrats out there who frankly don't give a shit. Excuse my French. But, I mean, I think they – and I've, and I've you know, seen some of them say, look, I don't care that they cheated. The only thing, the only thing I care about is, is Trump's out of there. And now we have the power, and that's all we care about. They don't care how they got there. They're just glad that they're there, and they're just glad they got the power. The, 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 there's a lot of rank and file Democrats out there who care nothing about, you know, fair play. They care nothing about uh, whether something's right. They care nothing about uh, any type of, you know. Patriotism to their country. They, have the, they don't care anything about uh, any sense of uh, propriety. It just they don't. As long as they have their power, they they don't care how it's. Uh, they don't care how they achieved it. There's no principles. They they don't they don't care about principles. As long and I and I've seen it. I mean, when you hear people say that Twitter is a cesspool, it really is. And the only reason why you know, I go on there for the most part is to kind of, you know, to see what's out there. I'll make some comments here and there and, and things like that. But it, it's just amazing some of the things uh, that, that you see. On. And I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. Um, and I will spend a lot of time on, um, you know, I mean, in, in parlour, I found something interesting on parlour where uh, it won't let you post uh, any type of links unless you have some kind of badge or something. I'm looking into that, and I I thought I read an article somewhere, instructions that you have to, uh, like, send them uh, a copy, I don't know, electronic maybe, of your – maybe I I don't know if this is accurate. What I read said you have to send them a a copy of the front and back of your your ID in order to be one of these badge people. But um, I don't know if I like the idea of that. I mean, I guess it's to make sure that, you know, you you don't have fake people basically making – but I don't know. I have to look more into it. I'm not as versed on parlor. Maybe, maybe if any of you guys are, you can help me out with that. But but yeah, I don't. spend you know, you, you do kind of get somewhat of the pulse. But it's it's just amazing how some of the people on there that yeah, they, they just don't care about that.
2: Well, you know, one thing that with these changes that we're seeing, these states adopt as far as their election reform, and I hear people complaining. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something else, and I'm going to have to say this very bluntly. White Americans have got to get out of this mode of being tongue-tied and paralyzed when they throw these labels on you. And know, I've said this before, being racist, white nationalist, white supremacist, and so on and so on. <clears throat> that has to stop. People have to fight back. These reforms that we're seeing a lot of these states take on in their election process and how ballots are received. And, you know, another thing that I'm seeing here in the Georgia reform bill, that apparently there were some private concerns donating money to Pacific counties. And the state has said that that has to stop. You donate the money to a central location, and it will be distributed equally amongst all the voting polls, all the voting precincts, not just one. Because what's happening, if you contribute to one, we can see the corruption that can occur from that. And that's what was happening. I thought I heard that Facebook donated some yeah, extraordinary amounts. Yeah, I read something
3: amounts. about that.
0: Yeah, I think something about oh, yeah. that says they're no longer going to let you – want it to be where you can no longer send it to an individual. You have to send it to, like, the big organization, and they'll divvy out the money or something like that.
2: Absolutely. That's the way it's supposed to be. So a lot of things that was taken advantage of – and here's the point, too. This plan was in place in the making for a long time. This isn't something that someone just think of on the spur of a moment or overnight. This is a well-thought-out plan, what we've seen happen as it delves into the election. And changes in place will make sure that the tools that they use in order to corrupt the election, they will not have them at their disposal, plus take it a step further and foresee whatever else they could possibly use and put it control too. So that's my say
0: Well Joseph did you want to uh, Add anything more on to that And we are looking uh, Getting to the next hour Which uh, don't let your call drop uh, Because if that happens Unfortunately you won't be uh, Able to uh, call back Into the show Uh, So uh, let's uh, keep all of our Things charged But uh, go ahead Joseph
3: Yes so going back to what Bianchi is, is Bianchi, am I correct? Yes, sir. All right. I I completely agree with you. You hit the nail on the coffin, I think, a lot of times, more than once. No, absolutely. The groundwork has to be done now. We have to start mobilizing. We have to start now. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, you, you just can't talk the talk. you got to walk the walk. So kudos to you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Number 2 I highly doubt President Trump will be president this year but I love our guest's enthusiasm and his optimism it is a breath of fresh air because he is one that has proven to me and I don't I don't know him well at all I'm just based on you know him being a guest uh well he has proven um he has proven that uh, he has not let the left-wing media propaganda make him seem defeated. And um, that's what I love about uh, his optimism. Um, and, and, and Kelly shares the same optimism of what we've been saying. The Democrats want us to feel demoralized, demeaned, uh, that there's no hope. Um, that there's no point in fighting. It's never going to happen. And here comes our guest. And wow, it was a breath of fresh air. I'm like, and Bianchi, we need more patriots like him and like you who share that same optimism and are willing to put it all on the table, save our country. We need more great people like you, like the guest, like Kelly. We need a lot more soldiers out there. Are not defeated. Are not going to fall into the lies of the of the left, who wants to make us feel like there is no out. It's over. Just wave the the white flag of surrender. And uh, yes, um, those those were my feelings about that. And uh, I'll defer back to you, but but he was a breath of fresh air for sure. Um, I'm in Arlington.
0: Yeah, I've known Arlen since 2012, uh, so he's been on the show, um, you know, you know, multiple times. And I, I didn't know. The, I mean, I've I, it was kind of surprised me when he came on um, with all the prophecy things and things of that nature because I I didn't know he was that that religious. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was, but I didn't know uh, to the extent, you know. After tonight, I mean, and again, I mean, if, if those things were to happen. Uh, who that make may convert me to be a believer I tell you what it would take something like that i 've always said i 've never seen a miracle before um, and in my my half uh, century uh that i 've been around i 've never i 've never seen a miracle but uh <laughs> certainly I would think would count as one uh that that may very well be where i 'd see that uh, Maybe like oh you know maybe there 's something to this. But anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, you know I'm I'm focusing on is when we talk about you know try to make people seem you know discouraged is when you know I want to really focus on that you know what's going on with Matt Gates. And again, I don't think there's not a lot of uh, you know information on it. I, I would say that at this point, you know, we go with you know. Innocent until proven guilty. Of course, that never applies if you're a Republican. Uh, It only applies if you're a Democrat. But you know, I I do. I I really think that you know. I mean, look what they did to all the other people in Trump's circle. And and it's it's not over. It's it's, it's not over. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to get worse. I mean, all those. I mean, they try to get. They try to get rid of Green, and now they're trying to get rid of uh, Gates. And who knows? I mean, again, who knows? Maybe Jim Jordan's next. But they're going to start coming after. First, the thing is, is they're going to start coming after those, you know, the big people, the people who are, you know, on the, um, you know, national stage. And then what's going to happen next is once they got all those people. And I really do, and I think the media is, is, is powerful. I mean, again, I, I agree with a lot of what the folks at LaRouche PAC say. And this is only one person's opinion, so I can't really say the entire organization. You know, has that uh, perspective on the media, uh, but I think they're very powerful. That's that's the that's the hard thing. They they are, I think they are very powerful, and they're able to convince a lot of people of stuff that frankly just don't uh, isn't true. And I mean, think about it. I mean, you had, you know, a, a, a populist president that finally wanted to address the corruption of of, of Washington that I mean, you would think that, you know, if if you talk to anyone, regardless of party, you know, before Trump was elected and ask them, so do you think we should do something about the corruption, you know, in the career politicians, uh, you know, in Washington, D.C.? And I bet you'd get 90% of people saying, yeah, yeah, we should do something about that. You know, don't mark any any party to it. Just talk about, you know, the corruption of Washington, D.C. And I bet you'd get a 90% of people calling back and like, yeah, yeah, we really should do something to address that. And then you finally got a president who was looking to do that, and the meeting was successful. And frankly, getting half about half the population, some would say less. I mean, they did say, my, you know, it may not be, you know, it may just appear that it's half, but yeah, but at least a good, good enough portion of the population to hate the guy, you know, the guy who's trying to. You know be America first and actually get rid of the corruption of the of the career politicians, but they were successful in making that happen, and that's one of the reasons why you know I believe that you know the quote unquote media they i mean when they talk about who the who really the enemy of the people are, I would have to say they're it <laughs> I really do um I really do think uh, the mainstream uh, media you know, they really are the enemy because they're the ones I think who are hurting, uh, you know, hurting the people the most.
3: I totally so anyway, agree with you. And like I said, the scary part is I no longer believe that they're trying to transform America because their actions don't warrant that. Today I heard right. that a foster family. Was kicked out, and guess why they were kicked out of the foster care parents, so they can put unaccompanied minors, migrants who are crossing over. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, like you don't make, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up whatsoever. Uh, and and so I don't believe they're trying to transform us anymore because their actions, if you look at them, they don't, they don't even back that up. It looks like everything they're trying to do is to destroy the fabric of America. And we are this close to being in a modern-day depression, and Joe Biden wants to raise taxes and eliminate the Trump tax cuts that brought so much prosperity and got the economy booming. It seems like anything Trump touched, they want to reverse. Truth be told, I think we have a new strategy, guys, and everyone who's on the show. In the future, if we want Trump to do something, let's use reverse psychology and say the opposite. So therefore the Democrats <laughs> can say that. You know, I swear to God, I was talking to a friend the other day,
2: um,
3: and my friend said if Donald Trump was a Democrat, they would be worshiping him at the ground. They would love it. They would love it. He'd be the most popular Democrat in, in, in Democratic history. I mean, imagine the way he talks to the media, whatever. He'll be going, wrong, we need to have open borders. Wrong, you know what I mean? I'm telling you. So that needs to be the new reverse psychology. So next time we got to tell the Democrats, no, he converted. Yeah, he's for open borders. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 tear down the wall. Don't build it anymore. Yeah, bring them all in. And watch, I guarantee you the next thing Pelosi will be saying in AOC is, you know, after further consideration, I think we need to complete building the wall and we just can't let migrants come in and, you know, endanger all these children with these coyotes and this sex trafficking. So I think that needs to be kind of be the new norm. Can of use um, reverse psychology? Uh, and I'll defer back to you on that one.
0: Yeah, and I think if Trump said that too, like, you know, I was wrong. I mean, how often you hear Trump actually say he was wrong? Um, but I believe I, uh, I heard him say, and I think it was just about that, about the wall. He goes, you know what? He goes, I was wrong. He goes, I should have probably done that. Because I probably should have, you know, you know, said, you know, yeah, let's not build the wall, and let's, you know, <laughs> the, the, the exact opposite. And, and I think the thing that pissed, there's a number of things I think that pissed off the Democrats and, and the basically the uh, the political class. Is one is he was an outsider. You know, we've heard this all before, so I'm not saying anything new. But uh, he was an outsider, but also, you know, succinctly to the Democrats is that he tried to uh, get rid of Obamacare. You know, but that was Obama's legacy, and uh, you know, and so he, you know, he they've they always were like he's trying to, you know, he's trying to dismantle everything Obama did, which really he didn't. The only thing he really um, you know the only thing he really tried to you know change was you know a lot of the things with Obamacare, so I don't know why he um he got rid of the mandate. You know why they hate him so much on that? I mean, I know that was you know Obama's legacy, you know that was kind of like mm-hmm. his biggest thing he wanted to do, but
3: well one more yeah. thing um Josephina wanted me to say that she uh wa- no longer wants her Obama hair coverage anymore. Yeah, she doesn't want the Obama hair coverage. This is making her look too manly. So Kelly um, if you could, you know go through your contacts. I heard you can pull some strings. Um not Josephina strings, of course not. No. Um, that would be great. We are a barred
0: plot again for dark. You know. hair.
3: Exactly. So <laughs> she she wants to rescind her yeah. Obama hair, it's making her look too manly.
2: You know another thing too, uh alcohol, fire, and tobacco, or Homeland Security, they should supply a list of individuals that are not qualified to purchase weapons. That way, when you go to buy a weapon, the dealer just can compare your name to the list rather than sending in your name, information, what weapon you're buying, where you live, and all of that to the Department of Homeland Security, because now they're going to put you on file. So if they have already a list, and I'm sure they do, because they can compare your name to a list, right? So if they already have a list, supply that list to gun dealers. Anyone with a federal firearm license that has the ability to sell weapons, give them a the list so that when you, I, or the other gentleman go to buy a firearm, it just compare our name to the list, and if our name is on the list, well, we got a problem. If it's not, then we take our weapon and go, and don't have to wait ten days. What gun show lasts ten days?
1: Let me address that a little bit. The uh, mm. imagine that you're the ATF working with the Justice Department and. You know, there's a bunch of felons all over the country that should never own guns, and uh, some dummy, or even a misdemeanor, serious misdemeanor, a felony that was reduced to misdemeanor, and person's got, uh, well, let's say, this guy like five, six, seven misdemeanors. You can still buy a gun, but obviously he's got a history of being violent. Okay, so. The present system, um, they want to know if this person with criminal history is is attempting to buy a gun, which could actually lead to a tip to law enforcement to watch this guy. So there's there's an awful lot of reasons law enforcement does what it does that we don't quite understand, but when you talk to them – Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, okay. The most dangerous, for example, the most dangerous thing a cop has to do is a traffic stop. Because they don't have preliminary knowledge other than they can run the plates, but they don't know who this person is, That they're going to yield a gun and shoot them. Because something like that can happen so fast and the officer ends up dead. So a lot of things law enforcement does that we we don't quite understand. And I, I generally just tend to trust their procedures. If we were I mean I like your idea, I do like your idea because if there's a well, there used to be a no fly list. Well they can do it, technically they can do it. They've proven they can do a, a no purchase list. Um but that way we would be able to get guns a lot quicker if oh you're not on the no purchase list. I like that idea, but there's some reason why they're doing what they're doing. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of a little note I wanted to throw out.
2: Well, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, just like you mentioned, the no-fly list. Now I'm looking at the no-virus vaccine list that uh, you won't be able to get on a plane unless you got that card. Funny thing, I asked the person, who got a card, and you know, I said, look on your card and see how many spaces there for future vaccination. And he said, oh my goodness, look at this, at least eight more spaces. So that mean he's going to have to take eight more vaccines, utilizing that particular one card? Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Israel, I watched a uh, YouTube video about Israel and the vaccine a woman was putting out a cry to the world essentially because um, 90% of the people have been vaccinated, but the 10% are holding out. And of course it's their body, their choice. So, um, and where's the left to defend people's rights and not get vaccinated. Okay. My body, my choice. What about a mask? My body, my choice. Oh, where are you guys? I've kept saying that for years and years. But all right. Anyway, so this lady was, was communicating how, um, frustrated it was that in Israel, you can't open your business, you can't do this, you can't go here, you can't go there. Basically, a lot of people have become uh, second-class citizens. She she was in tears a little bit, but she was, you know, keeping her professionalism as she communicated this. I was like, oh, my gosh, is is Israel the guinea pig this time in some world experiment? Um, But... Uh, you know, that that's that country. Um, so I want to tell you a story about something that was really uh, encouraging. And it had an influence on Texas opening up as a state. And other states are opening up now, too, around regarding COVID. I mean, it's been a year now, and how many people are, I mean, are they dying off like flies? No. Did they scare us like it was going to happen, like people dying off flies? Yes. Um, what was what, really, you know. So anyway, um, there's a church in Southern California, Grace to You, John MacArthur. He's highly revered, just, uh, highly respected for theology. Actually, person's like, oh gosh, I want to say eighty-seven here and there. Well, he's like, nope, we're not going to close the church. He got a letter from the LA County Health Department, and they said you got to close your church. Ah, nope, ain't going to do that. We have First Amendment rights. Freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, and, of course, freedom to practice of religion. And so the health department's issuing upon them, every time they have church, a $1,000 fine. And so because the lawsuit, you know, they essentially sued the church, sued the health department, and um, the judge says, all right, well, let's take these fines and put them into a neutral account. That's what they do commonly, and it's a show of good faith, so the church is putting uh, people in. And then three other members had COVID, so they went ahead and, you know, worked at the health department and reported it. Well, then the health department put them on a uh, bad list, like some kind of uh, uh, this church is a plague, stay away kind of list, weird thing. (laughs) Whatever it was, you know, I was working while I heard this, but I'm like, wow. So, but they said that, that they cannot penetrate the First Amendment. I mean, what if it was a, a bowling club or what if it was an art gallery? And people are, you know, so they're standing up for their rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, did it get violent much- or?